Hi, this is the Marketing Connect Podcast. Hi, this is the Marketing Connect Podcast. Hi, this is the Marketing Connect Podcast. Hi, this is the Marketing Connect Podcast, a show where we get up close and personal with some of the most celebrated marketeers in the country. We talk to them and discover nuances of marketing that we often miss. After all, we are a show for marketeers by marketeers. Listen in. On this episode, we have Ruchika Verma with us. She is the CMO of Future Generali India Insurance Company. She talks to us about how a hyper-competitive industry like insurance goes about its marketing function. Hi everyone, I'm Ruchika Verma. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer of Future Generali India Insurance, which is basically the general insurance arm of the JV between Generali, uh, which has a 189-year history in insurance, and Future Group, uh, which needs no introduction. Of course, you know them from the Big Bazaar fame. Amazing. Thank you, Ruchika, for taking out time. I know this took a while for us to, you know, get you on the podcast, but thank you so, so much for taking out time. Really appreciate your time. My pleasure. So, Ruchika, easy question. I have a lot of tough questions also lined up, but let me start with an easy one. Uh, let's talk about your journey as a marketeer, you know, from your days at IMI Delhi to uh, where you are right now. Sure. Uh, Saurabh has been quite a ride since my IMI Delhi. You know, yeah. I actually would have loved to say that uh, my career is an output of careful planning, but the truth mm-hmm. is that it's not. You know, uh, mm-hmm. during my MBA, you know, I had starry eyes and, you know, I had plans of starting my career in the FMCG space because that's supposed to be the best training ground. Then I wanted yeah. to move on to the big tech giants and eventually start mm-hmm. on my own. The mm-hmm. one industry I was very sure I didn't want to be part of was BFSI. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> you know, here I am, uh, you know, 20 years after my postgrad, you know, working in the BFSI space, the mm-hmm. only common thread in my career plans and my career reality is marketing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, you know, so my career actually has been an output of a mix of the lemons that life has thrown at me, at, at me and mm-hmm. the amount of lemonade I've made from them. Uh, you know, so my summer placement was with Electrolux, which was the Swedish consumer durables giant. They made me a pre-placement yeah. offer, uh, you know, which was the best thing that could happen to an MBA graduate. Uh, and yeah. on my day one, I was really, you know, hoping that I'm going to start working on advertising and I'll talk to my agencies and I'll create this fabulous communication. But the first, mm-hmm. first year of my career, I ended up selling mm-hmm. direct cool refrigerators in South Delhi. Uh, <laughs> okay. And can I ask you, are you a Delhi? Are, are you a Delhi kid? Did you grow up yes. in Delhi, or you were? Yes, yes, okay. I'm completely a Delhi kid through and through. Uh, and, and you know, uh, being in sales, and I did that for the first one year. Uh, it was actually mm-hmm. a very, very tough place for a woman. Uh, not because this was sales for consumer mm-hmm. duties. Uh, yeah. You know, people were not used to talking to women. They didn't want to talk to you. Uh, even if you would go and, you know, sell them something and would go collect a check, they would say, Are madam, they think you will go. Very, <laughs> you know, Delhi. Uh, but, uh, but honestly, uh, you know, and that wouldn't happen till the time. 
you know my my boss or or my mentor would go and and meet them and to me mm-hmm. you know uh, i honestly completely hated it if i if i can be honest with you uh, mm-hmm. and and luckily for me i moved on to a product management role which i did for 2 years uh, got mm-hmm. married my husband was based in mumbai and that's the reason why i'm here uh, and of course mm-hmm. i had to look for another job when i came here and that's when i joined uh, vip luggage in a brand management role and that okay. was really my first foray into brand management i realized then and there that this is what i want to keep doing for the rest of my life this is this is amazing what i love amazing so quick quick uh, nugget of insight and wisdom for all the b school students are listening to us that you know like i passed from mdi gurgaon uh, i don't know if you know this richika but uh, but same story you know when i was passing out i thought ki chalo main duniya badal dunga aur main you know rocket science kuch naya create karunga but the first job obviously with ge was you know jao credit card becho road ke upar so suddenly from the dream that i had it came crashing crashing down to people you know turning me down and saying credit card nahi chahiye because credit card is probably the toughest to sell right everybody has 20 of those and nobody wants to pay for it and so on and so forth so for all the b school students pehle ek do saal to matlab ghisna padega right that's what you are saying ruchika completely complete <laughs> complete ghisai completely unexpected because you know when you are learning marketing right you know mm-hmm. you are so seeped into david acker and and kotler yeah, and you yeah. know and and you feel that right from day one you are going to mm-hmm. be the king or the queen of marketing communication and and honestly yeah, the yeah. is very very different so i was saying that you know uh, moving on from uh, from yeah. you know vip uh, mm. and and this is where you know again another bout of reality hits uh mm-hmm. i was with vip for about uh, you know two and a half years and it was in 2006 where i actually wanted to join l'oreal which was my dream mm-hmm. company and i uh-huh. went i interviewed with them i received a job offer uh but mm-hmm. then you know as john lennon says uh, life is what happens to you when you're busy making other plans at exactly <laughs> the same time my husband mm-hmm. received an offer from singapore and wow. uh, you know what happens is that when two ambitious people are really working towards their careers you know one has Absolutely. to make choices as a family and and we chose singapore uh and mm-hmm. it was then you know of course i had to give up my l'oreal dream uh mm-hmm. and uh, but then you know my career took a very interesting turn because i started working for the government of singapore with the mm-hmm. singapore tourism board so mm-hmm. uh, and from there I, i you know i moved on to another really fun travel brand uh, which was lonely planet i don't know if mm-hmm. if you've heard of that or you remember that yeah yeah but it was yeah, yeah. last word in travel editorial uh yeah. and to me it was such a fantastically romantic brand to be part of you know i i just i just absolutely loved uh, driving the marketing strategy for that brand uh so my mm-hmm. journey actually was very interesting because you know i was talking to the same travel customer whether you know i was i was marketing luggage or i was marketing an entire country like singapore mm-hmm. or i was marketing you know travel editorials uh mm-hmm. you know it was it was really the same travel customer i was talking to uh and it right. you know it was it was great fun and uh, that is when i had my daughter and i mm-hmm. moved on uh to i i took a break for a year and then i moved on to entertainment uh to mm-hmm. be worldwide where i spent 3 years marketing entertainment channels for bbc mm-hmm. i wasn't part mm-hmm. of news vertical i was part of you know lifestyle kids entertainment and drama 
those were the mm-hmm. channels that I was managing uh, across Asia. Uh, and nice. and then, uh, you know, I mean, and, and that was, that was again a fabulous experience. And then I moved on to uh, handling the marketing of a museum with Marina Bay Sands. Uh-huh. And then moved back to India where, uh, you know, my husband moved back. I moved back with him. And that's when I actually joined my first BFSI company, which was IDFC Bank. I joined them okay. as a brand, moved up to CMO. Uh, mm-hmm. I was with them for five years and I have just very recently joined uh, Future Generali and, and, and here I am. And, you know, uh, nice. sort of it's, it's actually interesting, you know, when I was, when I was, uh, you know, thinking about all of this, it's been a while since I've really thought about my entire journey since I am. Mm-hmm. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, it, it's interesting. You know, there's a famous Chinese saying. Uh, which mm-hmm. life opens the doors, but you must enter by yourself. You know, yeah, and yeah. there are so many times actually in my career, uh, mm-hmm. I thought I would have to give up. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, marketing you would appreciate is a very culture-driven uh, function. Absolutely. Right? And, yeah, yeah. and that uh, came in my way when I was looking for a job in a new culture, which was in Singapore, right? What was mm-hmm. an Indian uh, trying to market, you know, what was an Indian doing trying to market Singapore uh, across the mm-hmm. world, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of people ask me that question, uh, but mm-hmm. you know, I I persisted, and in fact, uh, in fact, I had three job offers at that time, and I actually chose Singapore Tourism Board. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I was I, I was very lucky. Uh, you know, similarly, mm-hmm. when I had my daughter uh, in Singapore, in a country where there was absolutely no family support, I genuinely yeah, yeah, yeah. that you know I'm going to need to give up my career. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but again, I persisted. And in fact, when I was ready to come back to the job market after a year, one of the mm-hmm. reasons I got my job at DDC Worldwise was because I had a one-year-old uh, and mm-hmm. one of the key channels was a preschooler channel. And, and oh, I nice. actually felt that my mother's instincts are going to come handy. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. you know, uh, so, I mean, and, and many, many such instances. I mean, the day that I had my interview with IDFC, you wouldn't mm-hmm. know that the same day my daughter fell ill. Uh, she oh, fell very really badly ill. And it came to a point where I had to make a choice between going for the interview or taking mm-hmm. care of my daughter. Right? And, mm-hmm. and you can imagine how how tough that that choice is. Absolutely. Right? Uh, so, you know, I mean, I did, I did something which a lot of people, you know, have unheard of. I actually took her to the doctor. The doctor had, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, uh, a bed in his room. Uh, I took my mm-hmm. husband along and I left my daughter mm-hmm. there for two hours. And I said, look, I need to wow. get this interview done, right? Please take care of my daughter because there's nobody at home. I, my husband was traveling. So I was like, there's nobody right. at home. And I can't trust just my helper, you know, with uh, with my daughter, yeah. such a fever. Please take care of her. And I, and I ran out of the door before he could even kind of react. <laughs> Can I ask how old is your daughter? She is eleven now. Uh, eleven. Yeah. So she was. She was actually. You know. Uh, I mean. So here's the thing. Time. So here's the thing. When she is. When she is. I think eighteen or twenty. And if I get to meet her ever, <laughs> I'll tell her that you know. आपने उसको डॉक्टर के पास छोड़ के आप नौकरी पे जा रहे थे. No. So. 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 Coming back to serious conversation, Dushka. And in in the last ten minutes that I've spoken to you, you know, you come across as somebody who's super uh, can i say positive and you know what i'm saying like you grab opportunities that come your way even even 
even when there is say, adversity like, like you know your daughter was unwell and you had to take a choice make a choice and you seem to have taken that up and then and and life seems seems to be offering you lucky breaks right like bbc when you said that uh, they they like the fact that you had a one year old daughter so so tell me about uh, tell me what is your take on luck and spotting opportunities for yourself as an individual you know uh, saurabh like i said you know going back to the the chinese saying that i was saying right life opens yeah, up to yeah. you must enter by yourself Uh, yeah. you know and that's really been my motto uh, throughout uh, you know i life has been very very kind uh, you know mm-hmm. very grateful for the breaks mm-hmm. and the opportunities that i've got but uh, mm-hmm. i think there's also uh, a grit that one needs to have to persist uh, mm-hmm. you know and life can open those doors but you have to enter by yourself and and mm-hmm. I, and i think you know with god's grace those doors have been opened and i have managed to enter uh when you pass out from imi your batch size would have been let's say 50 100 i don't know how many people pass out with you when you passed out 120 and right? 120 right and out of those 120 i do not know how many of them uh, went on to become you know cmos at largest uh, companies like idfc to start with and then obviously future generally at least in my batch of 120 people from mdi we were 120 people as well not more than 5 or at leadership levels so what did you did do, do different that you know allowed you to become a cmo and what did they did not you know what i'm saying like how what is your uh, secret sauce uh you know for me it's really has been about taking life as it comes you know uh, mm-hmm. i've been one of those people who were just so hung up on the kind of jobs and the kind of industries i want to be part of right i don't mm-hmm. think i would have reached where i am I, i i honestly think i still have a very long way to go by the way uh, you know mm-hmm. this this is just the beginning um, and Absolutely. not that i have i have reached the top i'm i'm on my way there uh, mm-hmm. but uh, but yes uh, you know with god's grace i have a leadership position which comes with its own set of responsibilities of course uh but Absolutely. i think uh, I, i think really you know if i have to if i have to really look back i think it was it was uh, a mix of grit determination accepting life as it comes accepting the roles uh, as they come and commitment uh got it got it that is really what kind of kept me going got it insane also uh, tell me uh, so who are your top 3 or 4 people that you knock on the doors of if you have a tough marketing problem to work on like in my case for example i go to my sister and she's also an mba from b school and she was good of phone and so on and so forth so i call her and say ki yaar you know samajh nahi aa raha kya karu so who are your top 3 or 4 people that you go to when you are stuck on a problem per se i don't have to go very far i don't have to knock <laughs> too many doors uh, i hmm. talk to my husband uh so my husband actually uh you know is uh, is is a, is a star advertiser uh till very mm-hmm. recently uh, he was the ceo of publicis communications and he was managing you know 12 13 agencies uh wow. creative digital media etc uh pr etc uh and you know he left his role uh, last year when the entrepreneur bug bit him uh mm-hmm. so he's 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 now starting off on his own uh but uh, but really you know if i need advice uh on anything at all you know he's the first person that i go to because he's seen life from the other side 
you know so we mm-hmm. are you know we are yin yang yang and you know very complementary to each other in that sense i'm in marketing he's in advertising right so we right. both kind of right. understand each others um right. you know each other's pains and and you know e- each other's challenges uh, so he, mm. he's you know he's really the wind beneath my wings so i think i think i know who to send my cv to <laughs> in, a, in a couple of months but apart from your husband who else do you reach out to mentors colleagues juniors seniors classmates etc etc yeah so uh, so typically my mentors i've been very very lucky to have some of the best bosses uh, in the mm-hmm. world who've really groomed me who've really made me who i am today as a career person mm-hmm. and uh, and you know when in doubt uh, i i reach out to them i'm i'm still in touch with my first boss uh you know when i you know uh, i i had started work uh, now 20 years ago i'm still in touch with him and every time i reach out to him you know mm-hmm. uh, he will he will always make the time of day to advise me to guide me uh you know and and that pattern has has carried on you know throughout my entire career in fact i'm spoiled for choice because i have such lovely <laughs> uh you know uh marketing bosses and mentors uh who mm-hmm. have really who've always been there every time i have approached them mm-hmm. got it cool so uh, moving on rishika i just want to understand that you know you joined future janwali this beginning of this year right i mean and towards january february something like that yes that's right so uh so tell me moment you joined in about a month you know we went into lockdown so how was the experience how did you you know ease into the role how did you manage to speak to your team uh, you know how was how was the experience for you talking to a team on a remote uh, first basis yeah it was uh, it was actually quite challenging because you're right i just uh, i had just joined uh, in january and mm-hmm. uh, and the lockdown happened in march in fact even before the lockdown we had started work from home by uh, by mid march uh mm-hmm. you know I, i was lucky that i got about a month and a half to just kind of settle in just understand the lay of the land uh and mm-hmm. who my team is uh but then mm-hmm. i think uh, i think what we did as an organization as a whole mm-hmm. uh and especially mm-hmm. in my function as well uh, uh you mm-hmm. know was that we were very very proactive we have a very strong okay. business continuity plan in place uh we just made mm-hmm. sure that of course these were unprecedented times but we just yeah. uh, reacted very very quickly right so mm-hmm. uh, you know our management for example was having uh, meetings on a daily uh, on a daily basis and time management would get together nut out things understand what needs to be done help each other right and i took mm-hmm. deep out of that and and did exactly the same with my team i would have a mm-hmm. deep meeting with the team uh, you know we would do it on microsoft teams and they would mm-hmm. just uh, you know it's just amazing how quickly we adapted to the situation uh, mm-hmm. uh, and and you know it really while it was challenging i think what also happened was that people figured that this is this is here to stay for a while it's not temporary mm-hmm. and people knew mm-hmm. uh, that you know they had to get used to this new normal to really be effective in mm-hmm. you know in their jobs so they took to it very quickly they tried their best and you know we may, we created an environment where people were constantly helping each other whether those were tech mm-hmm. issues whether those were you know issues of of developing communication right and i am anyway the kind of person who would always go out and talk to the entire team uh, if there is an mm-hmm. issue that is facing because a good idea can come from anywhere 
right if i hmm. you know if i if i if, if i'm struggling with a communications idea uh, you know i even talk to my pr person i i, I talk to my product person because you know uh, sometimes it's common sense right uh, so hmm. i don't kind of take everybody with me and i think that really helped us uh, a lot hmm. and and made us very cohesive as a team even today uh, i mean it's been hmm. what uh, you know two and a half three months into the lockdown even today i have uh, an, a, a meeting every alternate day with my team in fact i start the day with that. uh because mm-hmm. i want to be able to understand what are the challenges they are facing how can i help them you know how can i help them prioritize how can i help them uh, you know uh, you know if they're stuck somewhere can i step in or if i am facing a challenge you know uh, we brainstorm and we find out you know ways around it mm-hmm. so in fact in fact that was my next question and maybe you can ease into that so what is a typical day like for a you know top marketer you know let's say from the time you start working at whatever 7 8 9 whatever time you start working at what is a typical day like for you yeah so you know on the onset uh, basically as a cm over here i handle mm-hmm. a little more than just marketing uh, okay. i handle marketing digital assets i handle the sales call center uh, csr mm-hmm. product innovation wow. and two sales mm-hmm. panels as well uh and mm-hmm. and really uh, you know you're talking about uh, you know a typical day for a marketer this is what new age cmos and consumer centric customers and uh, you know co- consumer centric companies are doing it's no mm-hmm. longer just about communication they are expected mm-hmm. to, uh, to deliver value across the entire business uh and Probably. in fact that was to me you know a huge opportunity and something that uh that i was very uh, uh, you know keen on exploring so i decided to give this job a go now mm-hmm. a leadership position in marketing is is challenging right the roles and expectations as a marketer has completely changed over time unfortunately mm-hmm. many years what was happening was that marketing was reduced to just pure communications role right yeah, yeah now yeah. it has shifted from a communication specialist to a consumer specialist the mm-hmm. consumer is evolving and the marketer has to evolve with the consumer so what does mm-hmm. it mean this means that you have to be constantly in touch with new trends that are shaping the industry mm-hmm. consumer behavior you need to understand yeah. technology and how technology can give a better customer experience you need to know mm-hmm. how to balance between paid owned earned media to deliver your messages you need to yeah. on uh, top of all the emerging digital spaces that people are connecting with it's an ever changing mm-hmm. platform and very importantly at a leadership position it means having strong people skills to work with creative mm-hmm. team members and agencies and mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. right uh, this doesn't uh, include some of the other roles that 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 i play here uh you know i you know and to be able to manage that i need to have a sound knowledge of products of competition what are the gaps need to understand regulations as is a highly regulated industry and all yeah. this needs to happen while driving a culture of innovation right mm-hmm. uh, also you know as as a cmo you need to keep an eye on the numbers uh, especially for me because i i i'm yeah. on sales channels as well uh, i i'm on yeah. sales channels and and i need to keep an eye on the numbers and ensure that mm-hmm. there is operational efficiency for our call center and all of this mm-hmm. about has to be therefore squeezed into a typical day so you know But a typical day is is quite hectic i mean i typically work you know 10 to 12 hours a day on an average yeah. but yeah. it's 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 always pretty satisfying you know so besides the regular activities mm. that you would expect from a marketer right which is mm. what i spoke of above uh, at this level it's really really important uh, to make sure that you are a good mentor 
a guide and you help mm-hmm. me troubleshooting right so i can and i usually start my day with meeting with my team members understand what's going on you know and and you know give them advice um, also uh, at a leadership position you need to be in touch with the business and you need to make sure that you spend some time with the leadership team which is challenging yeah. in its own way uh, you know in 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 a situation in a lockdown situation like this uh but mm-hmm. you need to find out ways and means to connect with the leadership team to understand where the business is headed how can you support them right mm-hmm. uh, uh also there are constant board meetings investor meetings so you need to prep for that yeah. right um yeah. i also like to spend some time with my agencies uh mm-hmm. not just to give them briefs but also to kind of brainstorm with them on better ideas uh mm-hmm. you know just to kind of throw around ideas because sometimes you know you find gems uh that yeah. come out of such interactions right it's a very symbiotic yeah. relationship with an agency and it's a very important mm-hmm. one and mm-hmm. besides all of this obviously you need to keep aside some time to read to understand what's happening you know in the industry uh to keep up yeah. with some interesting work that other brands have done so mm-hmm. uh you know really uh, it's a pretty full day uh but i'm going to say very satisfying at the end of it got it so let me ask a easy question to you know uh, get up the tension right so talk to me about cover the distance and and talk to me specifically uh, from the perspective that you did a large part of it sitting at home right i mean and when we would have thought of the campaign to the time it came out most of the team would have been you know in various parts of their homes and cities and then they would not have access to each other so just talk to me about from the time you thought about it till the time it came out and then what were the some what were some lessons and 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 whatever as you want to talk about it mm okay so uh, let me try and break down this question in in parts right uh, so mm-hmm. we launched cover the distance a week after the lockdown was announced Uh, mm-hmm. at that point of time indians were struggling uh, in fact not even at that point of time even now uh, indians are mm-hmm. struggling with uh, the covid-19 pandemic and its fallouts on our economy our working situations our jobs our health our lifestyle mm-hmm. uh, yeah. we had done a research and our research told us that a whopping 88% of indians were actually mm-hmm. deeply worried about their physical mental or financial health in the current context and mm-hmm. that was the new reality that we were all living in and unfortunately mm-hmm. it was a reality filled with uncertainty and negativities now mm-hmm. as a brand offering health insurance products uh, that mm-hmm. treatment for pandemics like covid-19 our focus at that point of time was to use moment marketing to really have a positive brand conversation amongst the plethora of negativity mm-hmm. that was around us yeah so you know the campaign insight actually came from human truth prior okay. to lockdown what we realized was that you know hard working ambitious indians were constantly running on a treadmill to achieve their goals right everybody was right. so busy right. working they were managing their responsibilities right and mm-hmm. and in this quest for moving ahead people mm-hmm. had started to grow apart from their own friends and families and were not even realizing it yeah mm-hmm. so the brand saw the lockdown and social distancing as an opportunity to connect with mm-hmm. loved ones once again and to recover some of this lost ground so what we really wanted to do was to show people that there is a silver lining to social distancing and this is a great opportunity to refuel their relationships so we mm-hmm. created a video that focused on leveraging this time to connect with loved ones 
and mm-hmm. and really uh, our key message was in the time of social distancing it was time mm-hmm. to cover the distance got it yeah got now it. Mm-hmm. everything about this campaign and you know you spoke about the lockdown right uh, mm-hmm. everything about this campaign the conceptualization creation launch was done completely mm-hmm. at home it was done through mm-hmm. digital mediums uh so our agency partner uh, what's your problem and us uh, you know we co-created this campaign post multiple brainstorming sessions uh, mm-hmm. and during one of those sessions you know we hit upon the idea of cover the distance and mm-hmm. of course uh, you would appreciate that the, the campaign was time sensitive as we wanted the message yeah. got as soon as possible after the lockdown right speed of market was right. of it but how Correct. you know one go about creating a video when you can't really go out and shoot and you know how do you get a viewer yeah, yeah. when they're stuck at home you know they don't have access to recording studios right how do you how do you manage mm-hmm. this entire process um and i must mm-hmm. say that our creative agency uh, wyp worked really hard found very creative mm-hmm. solutions to manage these challenges so uh, our, mm-hmm. our video entirely used stock footage we got a viewer mm-hmm. to- you know through just some people who we knew and who were willing and able mm-hmm. to record at home right uh, mm-hmm. also the situation was changing every few hours because uh, facebook yeah. and google yeah. did not want to even allow campaigns that spoke about covid-19 uh, you know in a very upfront manner right and we had to manage yeah. that as well right so we had to adapt on the go yeah. so i think mm. uh, you know flexibility perseverance uh, collaboration uh, you know with our creative agency really kept us all going we we put all our energies into getting this campaign off the ground and uh, and and honestly it just took a week from conceptualization to to launch wow wow that's fast i mean i mean even if without the lockdown if you can crack a campaign in a week uh, that's super fast and you did it in a lockdown so that's like super cool yeah i mean it it was it, it, it you know we were we were up for i don't know how many nights uh, and when i say we yeah, it was yeah. my team and and my creative agency you know hats off to them as well, uh, to really mm-hmm. manage this for us uh, but mm-hmm. uh, but yes they, you know it was a very quick turnaround and we were very pleased with the results got it got it so uh, tell me uh, related to this campaign and the lockdown and covid uh, so what would what would change for you as a marketer uh, after the covid pandemic is back behind us uh, you may talk about the consumers being changing or you know the channel new emerging channels coming up and whatever you may choose so question essentially is what would change in this post covid world for marketers well um, you know covid is honestly not just a health crisis it's a black swan event right mm-hmm. it has wide yeah. implications across multiple dimensions not just limited to loss of human life not just limited to severe economic contraction uh, and that mm-hmm. also on a global basis uh, you know there's restructuring of businesses uh, but also uh, there is an intrinsic reshaping of human behavior and consumer preferences and yeah. you know we have seen this in the insurance sector uh, as well and uh, you know uh, let me answer your question by looking at therefore the various pillars of marketing and how mm-hmm. a change in consumer preference is going to impact all of those right so mm-hmm. i think as a starting point the most important you know being your product mix right mm-hmm. so uh, indians by nature are savers 
you know we have mm-hmm. amongst the highest savings rates in the world and we all know that right we all save yeah. for rainy day we accumulate wealth we are industrious we are hard working uh, right mm-hmm. and we invest in low yield but safe products like fds uh, you know life insurance endowment etc but oddly mm-hmm. don't spend money on protection products uh health mm-hmm. insurance uh, which i believe has almost guaranteed usability in urban india has sadly mm-hmm. always been characterized by low penetration and limited demand mm-hmm. however the covid-19 situation has turned this on its head people okay. now are slowly waking up to realize that health is also an asset that needs mm-hmm. financial protection uh, that's a good one that's a good one i never heard it from somebody that's a good one yeah and and you know we are we are seeing that i mean the search for health insurance is going up people want uh, you know insurance products especially that cover uh, covid-19 uh, so mm-hmm. that so that we have already started seeing uh, a positive inclination for health insurance mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. however on the other hand uh, the largest selling product in the general insurance category which is motor insurance is declining right now yeah. you know yeah. motor insurance is a compulsory product you have to take it when you buy a vehicle yeah. right so yeah. obviously there's yeah. a huge dependency on the auto industry and we yeah. all know the struggles of the industry in fact you know i was looking at some data and you know would you know sort of how many cars were sold in the month of april in india so i i have i happen to know right zero and zero correct <laughs> right. uh, correct yeah. yeah. exactly so there were zero mm. cars that that were sold in the yeah. month of april right uh and and you would imagine uh, the impact of that on the motor insurance industry yeah absolutely so i think i think uh, there's going to be a turnaround in this sector post the lockdown right uh, mm-hmm. what's going to happen is that you know once the lockdown is lifted across india of course we are seeing mm-hmm. it being lifted across you know certain parts uh, of india but people yeah. people are not going to want to travel by public transport absolutely yeah mm-hmm. and and therefore there's going to be a demand for you know two wheelers for you know entry level value based four wheelers uh, the demand mm-hmm. for these products is going to go up and i therefore feel mm-hmm. that there's going to be a resurrection for the motor mm-hmm. insurance industry uh, and mm-hmm. as uh, you know these these behaviors start to establish right yeah uh, so, right. You, know, mm-hmm. you know if you look at uh, if you look at one of the largest uh, growing products for general mm-hmm. insurance which was travel insurance now yeah. is non existent right yeah. um mm-hmm. i don't think it's going to be a long long time till people will have the confidence to travel again and this sector cool. according to me is going to continue to be to be impacted for at least another 2 years uh, you know if you're wow. lucky yeah mm-hmm. and and therefore you know with all of these changes i think the insurance sector will have to therefore redefine the product mix and the business mix as a result of mm-hmm. covid 19 other uh besides product uh, you know uh, i i see that there's going to be a huge change in in distribution right now our industry mm-hmm. is largely dependent on agents who mm-hmm. are yeah. digitally conducting their business through face to face interaction with customers um and now uh, obviously you know uh, there is an absence of that right uh, people are very wary of meeting new people yeah mm-hmm. so they will mm-hmm. uh you know insurance companies will have to turn to tools that therefore allow for digital prospecting whether that's for selling mm-hmm. whether that's for booking policies whether that's for collecting payments right so digitization mm-hmm. of the sales process according to me is going to be key and the brands that are going to move fast will therefore have a competitive advantage uh if, mm-hmm. if they manage to make this happen right mm-hmm. uh, uh you know uh, customer service 
uh, I think that is going to, you know, we'll start seeing a very huge shift towards self-servicing non-assisted platforms, whether those are through apps, whether those are through tools, yeah, WhatsApp, yeah. right? And therefore, the brands that make this seamless, give a good customer experience are going to thrive. Right. Mm-hmm. Having said that, uh, you know, I, I truly believe that the human need to talk to another person to solve issues is not going to go mm-hmm. up. Right. So therefore, yeah. you know, call centers uh, will have to work, will have to be fully equipped. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you know, uh, and we realized this. I mean, when I mean, we did face a challenge of getting call center uh, executives to work from home when Absolutely. the lockdown happened. Right, but we mm-hmm. made it possible, and they were up and running in three, four days' time after the lockdown was announced. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, once work from home and work from home is here to stay, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Work from home will continue. Technology is certainly going to keep up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, similarly, mm-hmm. you know, if you look at if you look at things like, uh, you know, uh, the media landscape, I think the media yeah. landscape is going to change permanently, right? You look mm-hmm. at uh, print. And cinema, right? I think mm-hmm. these are going to suffer because people are going to take a while to get back to watching movies in a cinema hall. Absolutely. On the other hand, uh, you know, social distancing has led to online social connectivity. So yeah. you see evidence of, you know, uh, visits of social media sites have increased by 19%. Right, mm-hmm. there's a high increase even for those above 35 years. Right, typically you would say yeah, 18, yeah. To, uh, 18 to 35 is your key target audience uh, for yeah. social media, but you, you're seeing even a spike for above 35 years, right? Yeah. Facebook and WhatsApp continue their domination, but you've seen platforms like ByteDance and TikTok, you know, they're not far mm-hmm. behind, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a 32% growth in visits to news sites and 11% growth in visit to health sites. Digital consumption mm-hmm. on mobile phones have increased by three hours. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, online gaming is seeing a 49% in, uh, you know, increase in total minutes spent. I mean, all this is telling us that now consumers are more on digital than ever before ever. and i believe yeah, yeah. this is not going to change post covid 19 this is here to mm-hmm. you know consumers are now more on digital than ever before and mm-hmm. this is going to be a permanent phenomena it is not going to change post covid 19 got it got it so tell me uh, as a as a so for a minute let's say that you are not a marketer anymore and you are an entrepreneur and assume that you are going to help let's say your husband in figuring out the next steps. So what business opportunities do you see as an informed, educated individual in this post-COVID world? Like, talk to me about the broad, you know, broad stroke. Um, you know, as an entrepreneur, I think the faster you respond to new market needs, the mm-hmm. more nimble you are, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the better you are going to do. See, a lot of large organizations have legacy organization structures. They have legacy IT systems, large overhead mm-hmm. costs, and it will therefore take them a while to reduce costs in a scenario where top line is under pressure, where it is in every mm-hmm. in every single industry, right? Mm-hmm. Therefore, for entrepreneurs, you know, if they really, really focus on the mm-hmm. need, uh, on the new needs that are developing in the market, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they are going to, they are going to end up being on top, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, so, so really, I mean, if you look at, uh, you know, some of the new needs, which you are seeing just in our category, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you mm-hmm. are seeing that, uh, you know, a lot of people want to look for insurance that protects them against coronavirus. 
yeah. you are seeing that uh, there is a lot of nervousness in the current uh, economy about job losses right yeah. uh yeah. people are now uh, you know uh, also concerned over data security uh, in the mm-hmm. age of telecommuting right yeah. now yeah. these are all huge opportunities for brands to develop category breaking disruptive propositions that address mm-hmm. new needs right mm-hmm. uh, and and you know i truly believe that brands that do well and and you know those brands could be uh, uh you know led by entrepreneurs but brands mm-hmm. that do well in this space will firmly get positioned as innovative and clutter breaking and it mm-hmm. will allow them to break the chain of predatory pricing which is a which is you know a, a huge issue that the industry is struggling with today it is no longer yeah. to be about price the more you respond to market needs the mm-hmm. more uh, loyal people are going to be to you because you are genuinely mm-hmm. addressing needs that have now come up mhm mhm got it cool so again uh, super insight and i i, I must say uh, the way you rattle off data i mean i was even surprised ki it's kya raha and how can you remember all that but clearly there is a there is a magic to what you're doing that's why you are up there and other people aren't so so super impressed by that uh tough question if if let's say you were to hire somebody to replace you as 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 a marketing head at uh, future generally or even for idsp for that matter for example what kind of skills and tenets would you look at in that person so uh you know i am going to look for somebody who is a learner who's always mm-hmm. learning because i mm-hmm. think that is something that has helped me uh and mm-hmm. and somebody who's always learning is uh is going to be somebody who's you know who's humble enough to first say that look i don't know everything i mm-hmm. can't know everything right mm-hmm. uh, but i'm willing to learn mm-hmm. yeah who has a learner mindset uh to mm-hmm. me is i mean that is the first criteria that i look for in any marketer at any level it doesn't matter Badu. whether it's a leadership position or not so a learner Badu. mindset i think is absolutely critical um mm-hmm. uh you know uh also the ability to adapt the ability Badu. to to be agile uh the mm-hmm. ability to understand that things are moving very very quickly and if you mm-hmm. don't really keep up you mm-hmm. are going to be uh you know you will you will get completely wiped out right and that's yeah. this is this is true for marketers uh at uh, you know at at any point of time and for today it's it's you know it's even more relevant right uh, i was i was uh, you know attending a, a seminar those were the days when seminars were still happening yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. Uh, you know this was this was being run by a professor from harvard and and mm-hmm. he said uh, you know he 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 said a statistic that will always remain in my head he said mm-hmm. that as a marketer if you don't mm-hmm. reinvent yourself every two mm-hmm. years you can mm-hmm. kiss goodbye to your job got it nice it's a nice one mm-hmm. yeah so uh, i mean and and really i mean when he said that i was like that is it really hit home it it's it is yeah. the truth of today so tell me uh, uh, what are, so if i am somebody who's got 5 uh, years of experience in the marketing industry across i mean i could be working on any 
product or category uh, what do i learn today so that uh, that i am relevant tomorrow a and b uh, if if i want to like you know become who you are for example like a like a head of marketing at a large company what do i do so two sets of two possible questions i would say two words digital mm-hmm. and data mm-hmm. okay data is power in today's mm-hmm. world yeah mm-hmm. the more you get familiar with it the more mm-hmm. you understand how to use it and how to mm-hmm. impact business decisions using data mm-hmm. the more uh, successful you are going to be as a marketer mm-hmm. so the marketer today yeah. is supposed to impact business and not just communications right mm-hmm. so uh, so data is absolutely critical Mm-hmm. secondly it is of course digital and you know that that you don't need to say i mean that's that's something which you know everybody knows right but the digital mm-hmm. landscape is also changing very very quickly right yes, yes. there are mm-hmm. there are just so many new apps that are coming up consumer behavior towards these are changing right so mm-hmm. you will have to constantly keep up with that having said mm-hmm. that you know there is one important facet of marketing that a lot of people forget and people forget mm-hmm. you know whether they are at the starting of their career or whether they are at the top a lot mm-hmm. of people actually forget the consumer mm-hmm. you know it's it's it sounds completely uh, you know uh, uh, you know non intuitive right you would feel that as a marketer yeah, yeah. starting point will be the consumer but what happens in reality is that you know you are under pressure to show rois you are under pressure to uh, you know to deliver campaigns really quickly uh, you are under pressure uh, you know uh, to 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 do what the business wants you to do a lot of time mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. what happens mm-hmm. is that you lose sight of the consumer when you do this right mm-hmm. and i think that is the one thing that i will tell all marketers that look it doesn't matter you mm-hmm. are the window of the consumer into the organization whether your business people like to hear it or not whether you know your leadership likes to hear it or not there is a consumer truth out there it is your job to make sure the mm-hmm. consumer group uh, the truth is represented properly uh, to mm-hmm. the people so that the right business decisions can be made got it how do you actually uh... get get to know the consumer i mean i understand that you know you have a planning head in your house itself but how do you go about learning about the consumer otherwise you know uh, there are various ways of doing that you know wh- what is it i mean the starting point of marketing is really about understanding consumer behavior and culture right and there are various mm-hmm. ways that you can learn about culture and you can learn about the consumers uh you know mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know of course there are tools which are available which are your uh, marketing research tools there social listening right mm-hmm. uh, all of those are I, i'm assuming everybody is going to do right in yeah, in yeah. Now. but you don't only learn from this you know you learn from from uh, reading books you learn mm-hmm. from understanding what is happening in the culture you learn from uh, you know um, uh, even watching movies you learn from just mm-hmm. talking to people right i mm-hmm. mean me actually i get a lot of inspiration just talking to people you know and i will be talking mm-hmm. to people you know who i meet at parties i'll be talking mm-hmm. to the uh, you know to the uber driver who's going to drop me home you know yeah, i'll be talking yeah. to uh, my maid to understand what's mm-hmm. happening life right uh, but 
what it 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 allows for is that it allows you to get facets of what is really happening in people's life what are the challenges they are going through how are they solving them what are people thinking right mm-hmm. uh, and and this you know this understanding of psychology of what's really mm-hmm. happening in their minds really contributes towards your overall learning of marketing got it super insight so ruchika i just have like three four more questions to ask you uh, as we close uh in the previous one you mentioned that you even you draw inspiration for even from even films and bollywood uh do you want to talk to me about some other unconventional ways where you uh, draw inspiration like one of one of our guests says says that you know uh, what he does is that he sh- he stands at the shop floor of his uh, you know manufacturing plant to hear what consume what what those workers are talking uh, to each other about what what unconventional ways do you use to get in- inspiration for yourself uh you know sort of uh, for me uh i think i think i draw a lot of inspiration just by talking to people and i think i mentioned that in my previous yeah. uh, you know answer as well uh and that really you know i don't know if it's conventional or un- or unconventional but you know uh i really uh, learn a lot uh by you know by by just having those conversations or even just by observing people right uh even mm-hmm. if you observe people you know at at a party for example right yeah. uh and you observe the kind of conversations that they are having you can feel the pulse of, mm-hmm. of where culture is moving right mm-hmm. uh yeah. and and that you know those are some of the insights that i then kind of take forward right so for example uh, you know uh, when we were to when i had joined idfc bank uh, i was still the uh, head of brand at that point of time mm-hmm. and uh, you know we were looking at uh, at a campaign for mm-hmm. uh, for ourselves the launch campaign for ourselves right mm-hmm. and of course we had done a lot of research and you know uh, all of that but there was um, you know when i was talking to people about uh, you know banking experiences and things like that because you know obviously when you meet people they'll be like oh you work for a bank and you know then you start talking about yeah. banking experiences i started noticing a common thread and that mm-hmm. common thread was that people were deeply unhappy with their mm-hmm. banking experience got this yeah and and you know uh, the research told us what it had to in fact the research also corroborated that but mm-hmm. the insight that we really got was that you know yes. a lot of banks out there are trying to be your pals trying to be your you know uh, hum safar and you know and you know all of that right huge that promises but the mm-hmm. the reality was that uh, you know they were not able to deliver a good experience on the ground and people were like look when i walk into a bank or when i reach out through digital you know digital sources whether it's through the app or you know through the website or whatever it might be i just need a simple experience i just want to get in there and get out right nobody mm-hmm. wakes up on a saturday morning to say yaar aaj hum banking karte hain you know mm-hmm. it's a chore right so uh, so so people and this i'm talking of course now things have improved but i'm talking you know uh, uh, you know 6 years ago right yeah. uh, where where a lot of uh, people were very unhappy with their current experience and really that became the premise of mm-hmm. our communication uh, mm-hmm. campaign that we launched which was the banking nibhav campaign which mm-hmm. was really to say that you know we are not going to make tall promises to you we are mm-hmm. here to do simple banking you get in there 
do your stuff get out there we will support you we will make sure that you have whatever you need to do things fast simple simply efficiently right and that is really where the insight came from got it got it super so uh, tell me uh, if i told you that i wanted to throw open a marketing challenge to our listeners and and they they could be like your extended brain of sorts uh, do you have like one big marketing problem that you want to solve when you want somebody to like rack their brains on mm that's an interesting one mm-hmm. uh, yes of course uh, of course i do so you know i i feel um, i i think if i'm not mistaken most listeners are millennials i would imagine yeah uh now uh, insurance as a category typically has no traction with millennials in fact you know most most millennials believe that this is something that you look at at a later stage of life you know when i get married or you know uh when i have kids is when i'm going to start looking at insurance once i settle down the the line that i get often is once i settle down i look at these serious things like insurance bang on bang on mm-hmm. now my challenge is as an insurance brand right mm-hmm. what can we do to connect better with millennials mm-hmm. what products should we look at you know how would millennials like to buy them you know uh, how would how how shall we communicate to them right how mm-hmm. as a brand we be relevant to the largest segment of population there is in india got this and uh, and they are free to choose whatever channel and whatever absolutely and you know and marketing like i said doesn't have to be communications right no absolutely so so starting from you know what products what distribution channels right uh, what experiences where can i come and find you right mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. the whole world is your oyster while while right. and, uh, and it, could, it could be as simple as you know doing a new app that allows consumers to look at insurance in a different manner and then start looking at uh, you know uh, you know consuming it and buying it absolutely 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 got this so uh, apart from this is like if i told you that you know you were going to be going back to imi now after 20 years and becoming a faculty there uh, what kind of questions would you uh, what 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 would you sort of talk to them if there was like a master class that you would take marketing 101 master class what would you change in the way the marketing is taught at uh, imi right now I think our professors did a fabulous job of teaching mm-hmm. marketing to us and it'll be very very hard to beat what they've done but mm-hmm. I think I think what what I would just add uh mm-hmm. to to what they already do uh, mm-hmm. is that uh, I would give a sense of of ground reality yeah because uh, like we had started discussing at the beginning of our conversation you know the ground reality especially when you pass out of a b school is very very different right yeah. the kind of skills that you require uh, to survive forget about mm-hmm. to thrive are very very different right mm-hmm. you need to be able to you know um, uh, understand business problems and use marketing to solve business problems you just don't mm-hmm. get in there and start creating you know fab uh, you know glamorous advertising campaigns right uh, so so uh, i think i think i would possibly do a session which is just seeped into ground reality that that you know guys when you get out there na pehle 5 saal this is what you will have to do you know brace yourselves mm-hmm. it's not it's not pretty mm. 
I think you will be the most hated. You will be amongst the most hated uh, people on the campus because you will bust the dreams even before you know they get out. And, I think it's better that I bust the dreams before they go out in the real world. Yeah, uh, yeah, then the dreams get busted, <laughs> you know, when they do. <laughs> I understand. So, uh, last two questions. One is, uh, tell me, what is your take on? And it's a little controversial in terms of questions. What is your take on all these? Uh, you know, girls and boys next doors suddenly becoming influencers of sort and 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 dictating marketing efforts by a lot of these at least uh, consumer companies. You know, I think um, there's been a lot of chatter about uh, influencer marketing uh, lately, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, about about a year ago, it was a surefire way of getting yeah. a brand message out there. Not yeah. anymore. Right. So yeah. I think, uh, is there merit in, in influencer marketing? Yes, absolutely there is. Uh, mm-hmm. But you have to be careful about the choice of influencer. The influencer has to have the same values as your brand, has to really mm-hmm. connect with uh, the story and the message that you are putting out there. Uh, it shouldn't be a force fit and it has to be authentic. I think mm-hmm. a lot of times where, uh, you know, brands lose out is when it's very clearly a force fit. Just because, mm-hmm. you know, here's a celebrity who has a lot of followers. You're like, mm-hmm. yeah, celebrity ko aate hai, dekhte hai kya kar sakte hai uske right? right. So yeah. if, if briefs start with that, then mm-hmm. it's the wrong starting point. Mm-hmm. So yeah. do you fight with the agencies often on that? Quick, like side pressing. Uh, no, absolutely I do. Absolutely I do. Uh, have I done influencer marketing? Yes. Uh, in fact, part of my cover the distance, the second stage of my cover the distance was influencer marketing. But we were very, very careful about choosing the right influencer who were doing sessions which really resonated with our message. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, it was it was very seamless. Uh, in terms of the message that you know we were we were trying to put out so for example you know cover the distance was really about connecting with your loved ones right yeah, uh, yeah. what we did uh, in the in the first phase of the campaign of course was launch the video in the second phase of the campaign we got uh, influencers to do live sessions on our social media pages mm-hmm. with actively created moments for families to come together and cover the distance even well, if families were not really living together Right. Mm-hmm. So we had, you know, we had, you know, uh, somebody who would come in and and, uh, you know, teach kids how to make a simple dish for Mother's Day. Right. So there's, uh, you know, the, the father and the kids are in the kitchen, you know, whipping up something interesting for the mother. Right. Uh, you know, we had we had, uh, you know, uh, now in the current context with a lot of household help not being available there's a lot of pressure on on you know families especially the women to get into the kitchen and and whip up meals right mm-hmm. so we did an influencer session on on how you can create a nice meal for your wife even if you're an amateur cook you don't have to be a cordon bleu cook you have to be you know even if you know the very very basics right we will teach you how to make very simple dishes which you can you know do and give your wife a break right mm-hmm. um, we had dance sessions where you know friends came together uh, mm-hmm. from different parts of the world where you know they could, they could learn the choreography together so just examples but you know the point i'm trying to make here is that it was it was it was thought through and brands who are are very careful about making sure that it's seamless to their strategy it makes mm-hmm. a lot of if it's a force, if it's not authentic, then you will be at the losing end of the stick. Got it. 
Ruchika, last question, and then I have one more uh, plug for you. So, last question is: Where is Ruchika Verma headed in, say, the most cliched question of the world? Up, where do you see yourself in five years? Right? Where is Ruchika going to be in five years? Imagine if you'd asked me this question five years ago. <laughs> I know, I know that was coming. I did not want to ask this question, but <laughs> like you started the conversation by saying, Ruchika, I mean, you are among. I mean, you started saying that you are just at the beginning of your, you know. Uh, career right even even though you spent 20 years you're saying that this is just the beginning for you so where do you uh, see yourself uh, in let's say 5 10 like what would be that ultimate uh, high for you look i have always taken life as it comes mm-hmm. and for me uh, you know i think uh, as long it doesn't matter where i am which company i am in uh, mm-hmm. it's just if you know i think i will be doing what i was doing 5 years ago which is mm-hmm. learning which mm-hmm. is learning right. how to be relevant to today's consumers got it super and and this has prompted me do you think do you do anything else apart from work like do you paint do you write do you, like is there a serious hobby that you pursue apart from work uh i i used to play the piano oh, uh, wow. yeah but uh, but yeah i've i've unfortunately given that up because i've just not had the time to pursue it uh, right. but uh, but i'm I I love dancing and I mm-hmm. uh you know every time I get a chance to dance whether it is to bollywood or whether it is you know uh, I I'm an orissi dancer so so if I get a chance wow. to practice uh you know I just I just get down to it and do my thing that's that's really my stress buster got this cool so i think ruchika these are the questions i had so ruchika uh, super interesting perspectives on you know what an insurance brand should do in the post covid world tell me if 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 i were to tell you that you know insurance nahi hai kuch aur karna hai aapko so what do other brands other categories do in the post covid scenario so it doesn't matter what category that a brand belongs to uh, i think uh, brands will be winners if they follow a five point mantra okay number one adaptability right okay. so throughout the marketing plan that you had made at the beginning of the year and reassess the reality reassess mm-hmm. new needs reassess the shift in consumer behavior reassess if your brand can genuinely fit into today's needs reassess mm-hmm. what you will say how will you package your message and where would you find the relevant audiences to deliver these messages mm-hmm. right? secondly digital disruption mm-hmm. brands have to constantly reinvent themselves to find a place in this new world right and mm-hmm. you know i'd spoken about digitization of the sales process but honestly that's just a starting point right mm-hmm. there is a great opportunity for brands to arm distribution with the right tools to enable digital prospecting uh, mm-hmm. ensure agents get their voice heard and other distribution channels get their voice heard even if they can't meet customers face to face and mm-hmm. really think about the deployment of ai and machine learning because i think mm-hmm. now ai and machine learning is going to be used less for predicting you know less for detecting and repairing but more mm-hmm. for predicting and preventing and if you use ai that way it will give you long tail benefits mm-hmm. the third mm-hmm. is agility mm-hmm. speed to market is key so be nimble right mm-hmm. uh, you know i i mean at future generally you know i i had spoken about this that our business continuity yeah. process you know uh, really consists of initiatives that anything that we did we did it so quickly we did it even before the government announced the lockdown right and this allowed us to respond to our consumers when they needed us most yeah mm-hmm. the fourth is empathy mm-hmm. if you are seen as opportunistic uh, opportunistic during this time you mm-hmm. are going to lose out 
yeah mm-hmm. you can't be you can't be tone deaf at this time okay. brands that genuinely listen are reachable and go the extra mile to solve customer issues are really the brands that are going to win right and and believe me brands which are empathetic and are standing by their customers during this time will mm-hmm. actually prevent the loyalty shifts later mm-hmm. right and last but not the least is innovation right mm-hmm. so i spoken briefly about you know how insurance brands are developing you know category breaking disruptive propositions right yeah. and how innovation can work in your industry yeah mm-hmm. there are there are similar examples across various industries i mean if louis vuitton could make you know uh, uh masks uh, in their yeah. <laughs> right yeah. and sanitizers i mean you know uh, anything is possible right mm-hmm. so 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 there is always going to be a spark which is available mm-hmm. to you uh, to be able to innovate mm-hmm. yeah so you know i mean we all know that the world is never going to be the same again right so brands that embrace this redefine marketing strategies and consistently address consumer needs will actually mm-hmm. be the ones that will end up creating preference in the global got it that's a nice one but thank you so much uchika for your time it was great great talking to you i did not know that uh, you know the journey from a delhi to bombay via all these singaporean countries could be this interesting thank you so much for your time my pleasure sorry anytime thank you so that was uchika varma thank you so much for listening in do write to us and tell us how can we improve and do this show better after all we are a show for marketeers by marketeers thank you you just heard the latest episode of the marketing learning podcast a show for marketeers by marketeers the show was brought to you by c4e and the podium 